This episode of Anime Jam Sessions is brought to you by Navy. Navy, never again volunteer yourself. You see what happened? Ha ha ha. Get ready to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. Anime Jam Sessions with DJ Ranma S and Kuro Usagi is on Orange Lounge Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Season 2 of Anime Jam Sessions. I am your host, DJ Ron Mess. And I am Kudo Usagi. Nice to see you guys again. Well, in case you haven't been following Orange Lounge Radio, we kind of sort of blew the lid on what's going to happen, so chances are you might just be hearing this on the podcast, on the um, stream this week. If not, what the hell is that? I don't know how to mute it. <laughs> That's not my phone. <laughs> that was my phone. Disregard that. <laughs> oh, I plan on it. That reminds me. Why don't I turn the volume off on my phone as well so that I am not bothered? There. Done. Okay. You as apologize for the technical difficulties? <laughs> I will not have it again. I That's promise. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> this is staying on the podcast anyway. You need a little comedy here and there. <laughs> Anywho, like I was saying before, um, if those of you that are listening are also fans of Orange Lounge Radio, you may have heard me on the show last week talking about Anime Jam Sessions. I said that we would be doing a brand new episode this week, and so we're doing it, and maybe next week or the week after next, once everything is ready to rock and roll, you'll be hearing these episodes probably Wednesday or Thursday night, hopefully 10 p.m., EST. If not, if you miss it, don't worry about it. There will be a link on their website and on my where you can download the episodes. And you guys can't have any excuse not to listen to it because now it has internet access. Pretty much. Do what the woman says before she hurts us all. I'm sorry? Nothing. God, that's what I thought. Ha ha ha. So, how's your days been, Kudo? Um, well, a little off topic. I just got a new job. Almost yeah. got fired. That was great. Ooh. Um. Yeah, I started working in collections, so you guys are probably going to be the ones to hang up on me whenever I call and ask you for money. But hey, that's okay. We all have to make money somehow. But I'll be the one asking for yours. Just remember this. If you call somebody's house and they say something along the lines of, that person's not here and that's their kid, you know nine times out of ten, it's actually them. Of course. I especially love the ones where the kids, the kids answer the phone. And I say, hi, is so-and-so here? And they go check. And they're like, oh, my mom says she's not here. Oh, that old gag. <laughs> well, if you know the... Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know if the phone line rings a few times, you know you call in somebody's house with caller ID, and they damn well know, I don't know nobody at this area code. I'm not picking it up. Well, well now we have a magical, a magical button call. Mm-hmm privacy manager mm-hmm. so if our number is private we can't can't find you that's for sure yeah i'll tell you this much uh, i do get a couple of those calls it shows up on my phone as private or unavailable if i see that it's going to go directly to voicemail i know i do have a couple of friends who call and it pops up that when i tell them if i don't see a number i'm not going to answer just leave a message where a number i can call you at and i'll return the favor simple as that yeah but what if it was an emergency if it's an emergency, it would be family, and they would call me at work, or they would know to let the, reveal the number so that I can see who it is. You'll never know. Eh, I'll take the chance. 
<laughs> I understand. Yeah. But you know what? People who make those people gotta understand when you guys like don't pick up the phone, your credit's gonna suck. Mm. People that avoid the call and don't want to pay stuff, and their credit is gonna suffer in the long run. That's what I've learned. So Hey, give some of us a chance. We're trying to pay it. We're trying to, okay? Jeez. Stop calling my house. <laughs> Expect a few of those. Definitely. I know that. <laughs> how about you? How is how how have you been? Ah, oh, pretty good. Let's see. Work has been hell trying to get out of there. Weekend was pretty crazy and well. I was late coming home because there was a fire at the 20th Avenue station. Fire? Yeah, riding along express on the end line. I look over and there's fire fires on one of the cars. So I'm like, okay, so I switch over to the local track. No, they shut power down to the whole line, so we had to ride all the way up to Stillwell and had to ride back. Which is not so bad because I'm only two stops away from Stillwell. Oh, speaking of which, I know this is probably going to be old news for, for a couple of days, but... Yeah. All right. Heath Ledger is dead. I was going to bring that up. Really, Sorry, I was. Sorry, I got to it first. <laughs> yeah, What's yeah, What's going to happen yeah. to the Joker? The Joker's really dead now. For real, but um, I don't even know if they finished made that movie. Oh, they or did. if it was still... They did? It, yeah, it's in post-production. All right. I guess that's going to be his last film. I'm sorry if I sound so insensitive, but well, how could say... you overdose on sleeping pills? It happened to Marilyn Monroe, and um, something. Did they shoot on purpose? I don't know. And Dorothy Dandridge, it happened to her. Ah, uh, like I know, I I know, like if kids get a get a hold of it, but you know, adults, I mean, do not exceed the recommended dose. Exactly. Well, I tell you this: Heath wishes he knew how to quit life. Oh wait, he did. Ouch, that's kind of mean. Okay, hey, we'll have... <laughs> hey, flame mail and comments can be sent to sessions at gmail.com. <laughs> I will take a bow of silence. Please, yeah. please forgive me. You can take that bow of silence all you want. All I know is that came from our awesome producer. She's awesome like that. Okay, I promise I won't say boo. Mm. I will say this much, um... Originally, the story was she he was found in um, Mary Kate Olsen's apartment. Well, at least he knew where to find the pills. Yeah, that's like where she's living now, or is that where she used to live in? From what I understand like, that it's not her apartment, but it, she owns the building, supposedly. She owns the building? Wow. The girls well, are invested really well. Are you kidding me? Those two girls are the most, most powerful and richest uh twin teens on the face of the planet or some shit like that. Something I remember learning on um, True Hollywood Story about Full House. Oh, yeah. And you know what? When I was that age, I had no idea there were twins. And when I saw the credits and it had their names, I was like, what? She has one, like One full name, right? Names? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 th I thought of that too. It didn't say Mary Kate. I don't remember it saying Mary Kate Olsen and Ashley Olsen. I just remember it saying Mary Kate Ashley Olsen. Selective vision? Could be. Mm. Well, I just find it interesting that all of this happened about 20 minutes from my job. 
Oh, I found out after work. My friend sent me a text message. No, I got a call from my from my friend Jesse. She said somebody's dead. I'm like, what? So I called her back up thinking, holy shit, somebody I know is dead. And then like maybe about a half hour later, people at work were talking about Heath Ledger. I was like, what? So I go to Google News. It wasn't there. So I'm like, oh, this must be bullshit. But it's on Yahoo News. And where they found him, from, I was talking to to one of my co-workers and it was a was an, uh, customer he said he told me everything that supposedly it was her apartment building or her apartment whatever yada yada and this was down on Broadway and Vesey I believe which those of you in the New York City area if you know where the Apple store down in Soho somewhere around there somewhere between the, the Apple store in Soho the Staples that's that off of Broadway near Canal somewhere in that general area Oh, mm. I'll be honest. I don't really remember that area too well. Neither I've only do I. been in. <laughs> I haven't really been back in Manhattan in a while, so I'll have to check it out. I'm gonna go stalk you at work now. Like that would bother me. I tell people all the time to do it. I don't care. I want to be an exception. Well, enjoy it while you can, cause I will be be I will be transferred down to Wall Street. So. <sighs> <laughs> but um I think we've derailed already far enough. So let's kinda get back on the line here. And what's um what's going on with tonight's episode? Okay, well I definitely have some news going on. You yeah. know me. Looking mm -hmm. for stuff, looking for good things. Um That's all I asked for. Also, I believe we have a couple of guests that we're gonna be speaking to today. Yeah, um, I already recorded the um com the uh, interview. This is the second half of the interview with Monica Rial and Chris Patton. I cut the Chris Patton part and saved it for this podcast. Plus, he also has a band called Plid, and he sent oh. me one. He sent me one of the tracks some time ago, and I'm putting it on the podcast. Great! I can't wait to hear it. He does like trance, electromechanical type music, something along the lines of. I guess Nine Inch Nails were more uppity trance style. It's pretty good. Hmm. Guess I'll have to actually listen to it and see for myself then. Yeah. If you want, I'll send you a copy of the song later. Definitely. Oh, speaking of songs, I don't know if, if you listened to last week, last episode. Um, I put that that song that we talked about on there. Which one? The one with um, Celine Dion? Yeah. So what'd you think? I just put it on there. I didn't listen to all of it. I'll probably listen to it later. It's on my list of music <laughs> to catch up to. I'll get to it then. Yeah. And I got Sonia here. She's on. She's online. I'm just, I'm just waiting to give her the go-ahead so she can pop on so we can talk to her about cosplay, anime, World Cosplay Summit, and representing New York in, um, in Japan. Remember, I said Woo! New York, not the U.S. New York. New York. Why not? Oh, New York has the best fucking cosplayers on the face of the earth. I can't deny that one. Yeah, and so I you know don't hate us, California? Oh, oh please. <laughs> you think I'm scared of a couple of California cosplayers? Shit. If they want to flame, go right ahead, you know? That means now he it... says if you guys want to flame, I don't want to be in any part of it. Don't direct me towards it, you know. Just put it towards him. Look, if they flame me, that means they're listening. If they're listening, we have fans. They'll spread the word. One way or another, we'll get out there.
Let's get started on some of these articles here, because I'm really interested to talk about a few of these things here. 
Okay, the first article I have for you guys is about Cloverfield. Now, yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet, I'll be honest. I don't want to go by myself. So, I'm waiting for a friend to come out to see it. It's on my list uh, of movies to watch. Haven't seen it? it I, I never knew... I didn't know there was so much hype in this movie. Um, if anyone has seen the... Uh, no, I didn't even bother seeing that one. I was dragged to that. Uh, did you like it? It was alright. It was definitely overhyped, though. Of course. <laughs> but, you know what? I like how... Personal comment, but I like how they brought the, the teaser trailer out in theaters. If mm -hmm. anyone's seen it. It was just I like an unknown film name. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You want to know something? Everybody that... want to know what is it? What is it? What's the name of that movie? I remember seeing the trailer at Anime Next after seeing Transformers. People were talking about, oh, that's the sequel to the movie. I'm like, what? No, I think if it was a sequel, I think I don't think they would have made it like that. Though, mm -hmm. I think if it was a sequel, mm -hmm. they would have told you it was Transformers. Or giving you a hint with a symbol, like they did with the first, um, with the first trailer. Oh yeah, that's right. So, now, um, according according to Cloverfield Clues official site, um, mm -hmm. January eleventh, the website for Kadawaka's Shoten's monthly Shonen Ace magazine posted the first chapter of a tie-in manga for manga for Cloverfield. Which is interesting, because, you know, I'm I'm kind of, I can't be surprised that a lot of American films are being brought out throughout the, um, throughout the continents. I mm -hmm. don't know if it's, I don't know, I don't know if they played in Europe yet, but it's pretty much, um, they're, they're, they're actually, I think, I think it's coming out, I think it came out in the, on the 18th in Japan. So um, they pretty, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It 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 uh, it actually came out the 18th here, but it's coming out in Japan this spring. Oh, it is in Japan this spring. You're right. You're right. Now, um, artists, the, the artist of the the manga Yoshiki Togawa, centers mm -hmm. the Cloverfield Kishin manga around the Japanese high school boy named Kishin. Kishin's fate is tied the, to the apocalyptic events that take place half a world away in New York City. Togawa will draw will draw out four installments in the manga, but each installment will be taken offline as the next one appears. The second installment will be posted online in late February. So anybody who speaks Japanese or not not necessarily speak but can read but can read and can read the site because I know I can't. <laughs> you guys want, would want to check it out. Sorry, sorry. So, got a corn in my throat. Wow. Are you all right over there? Oh, I'll be fine. I thought that was really bad static. Mm, maybe. So, like I said, if anybody wants to go check out the site, anyone wants to catch up, brush up on, you know, how good they are with reading kanji and hiragana, but I don't know which one is which, I'll be honest. So, okay. take a look. We forgive you. Okay. Come in. <laughs> Good night. I get off at six o'clock. I go to work at six. I mean, I go to work at uh, nine o'clock. Nine to six. 
9 to 6. But I won't be home until like 7.30, 8 o'clock. Okay. Okay? I'm recording. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'll talk to you later. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Oh, great. Because my godmother came in. She always says goodnight to me before she leaves. Understandable. I'll edit that out. <laughs> All right. As you go on to the next story. Mm -hmm. Oh, next news article, of course. Um, I found this as an abnormal story, but, you know, I had to bring this in because mm -hmm. this is probably going to have me to a major, major rant. So, according to this article, mm -hmm. in Indonesia, a child dies after reportedly imitating an anime. I hate the article title already. <sighs> So, Lay it on us. according to this article, Muta Minuola, a prosperous Justice Party member of the Indonesia's parliament, has criticized the country's broadcasting regulatory agency for being too lax after a boy allegedly strangled himself while imitating a character from the Naruto anime. Ula called the agency, which is known as the Komishi Peniara in Indonesia, or KPI, the Indonesian Broadcasting Commission, to be more strict in dealing with various television programs. He specifically named Naruto, saying it contains violence and caused the boy to take his own life. He adds, many people still don't realize that comics are not ne necessarily for children. That very much depends on the substance. Now, now tell me this. Uh-huh. How did a kid strangle himself, and what character did he pretend to be? I don't even know. I can't figure this out. But I do remember this. I remember as a kid, my mother always told me, don't, and I quote, don't be doing that shit you be seeing on TV or get yourself killed. You know, after <laughs> hearing that a few times, you know better. I mean, it's bad enough the gaming industry takes, takes a lot of flack for stuff like this, how kids are imitating stuff off of video games, you know? It's like I said, how an article uh, that, that fool down in Florida, Jack Thompson, blames Grand Theft Auto on kids killing cops. You can't blame Grand Theft Auto for that. Now, if it was that arcade police trainer game, that I'd believe, okay? But that's besides... Oh, I haven't heard of that game. Oh, my, my thing is, it's like, <laughs> now, I'm going to say this is funny, because I've actually read a lot of, I've read a lot of articles on how, quote unquote, manga and, like, some articles, um, the last couple of ones I've, I've, I've seen was one about Death Note, mm -hmm. one about Peach Girl, and, and the, before this one, the most recently one I've, I've heard of was Absolute Boyfriend. Peach girl, explain. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Um, it happened. It happened. I think it happened in Orange County, Florida, and mm -hmm. it involved this girl. She borrowed books. She borrowed the manga from the library. She was yeah. about. I believe she was. I think she was either either ten or twelve years old. Now I be believe. I think she was ten, but I believe the book was. Um, I think. Peach Girl is rated 13 and up. Yeah. And she must have read, from what the article was stating, she had read book 
seven or eight. And the article stated that, oh, Peach Girl is about a girl drugged by her friends and set up to be raped. <laughs> Wait, what? That was, that, this is why I hate, I hate reading news stories because they blow everything out of proportion. So yeah, that was, and now me, working at a bookstore at the time, reading that whole series, that was actually the first book I've completed in high school, first manga. So I knew that wasn't it. <laughs> but apparently her mom read it. She flipped through the pages and she's like, oh my God, what is my kid reading? Does people know about this? And she demanded that that book be banned from the library. How the hell do you demand a book being banned from the library which falls among First Amendment rights, right of free speech? What the hell? Oh, you should hear how they talked about Marmalade Boy, too. They right, mentioned Marmalade Boy in there. <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, so basically, now I'm looking at this Naruto article. My problem is, I know there are kids that are not all there. Yeah. And they do, they probably would do something, like imitate something and end up hurting themselves. Could apply I, to anything. Could They could follow people and do uh, it. Or watch, remember MTV's Jackass? Didn't yeah, people but, imitate that show too? But, 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 <laughs> and they but tell there you. The, but there is a difference here. Okay. I remember growing up watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A couple of episodes in there somewhere... Bebop and Rocksteady and the Turtles will say something along the lines of, kids don't do this at home, we're trained professionals. See, I already knew the difference, and I found that that was funny. Now, if you see something that's animated, and you see this kid, you see Naruto throwing kunais and shurikens and doing jutsus, and, and this, is, this is animated. Well, not Naruto real. is kind of, but a little not bit put more on a... On a serious level. Now, remember when True. we all used to watch like Looney Tunes and and how they and Tom and Jerry and I love some Tom and Jerry. like that with the anvils and the acne bombs and the dynamites and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't remember doing that. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I didn't try now. and do anything like that. I mean, you could easily get a knife and like hurt and hurt mm-hmm. like somebody. Or I know people imitate. Video games, and I think the worst story I've heard was people. Well, this this really older. I'm telling you, these kids that knew better. They were like under the. They were under maybe between 16, 15, 16 year old, mm-hmm. imitating moves from Mortal Kombat, and and actually, they used to practice their move on. I think the girl was only like six years old. Practice moves on her, ended up killing her. By I rem- like. I, I don't know if you remember this, but I think I heard this sometime last month. Killed her. The, did a, a forced kick, knocked her down, and she died. I remember hearing another article about this kid was doing wrestling moves on his little cousin or something like that in Florida sometime ago. Yeah. yeah. I, remember, I, mean, I think he was set to jail for life for that. I remember when those games, those, when Street Fighter Mortal Kombat came out, we were in the schoolyard going, Hadouken! Sure are you? We were doing that stupid shit. I guess we knew better. This was all fun and games. Now, like I was saying before, animation, that's not real. Don't do that. Now, if yeah, Naruto just... was a live, I'm just saying, if Naruto was more like a live action series, I can see this kid trying to imitate stuff like that. I'm still trying yeah. to figure out what power or what he used to actually strangle himself to that. But basically, 
I think a lot of people are looking at the negatives of the series where I've mm-hmm. seen the positive, what it teaches yeah. you when you watch it. Not necessarily violence, but in terms mm-hmm. of, I want to say, I, I don't want to say ethics, but, you know, life in general. Mm-hmm. Like Peach Girl. Peach Girl was about a girl who was self-conscious and needed to, you know, find within herself to love herself. Right. But to me, to me, Naruto, <laughs> yeah. to me, Naruto's along the lines of, you know, I see it as no matter what happens, you don't give up. I'm a single guy. I could do it. You know, it's like conf- it's a like confidence building, you know. I think people give a lot of kids less credit. I think most of them are smarter than what uh, like adults tend to be. If they're so worried about their children, I don't want to blame parents completely for it. Because sometimes you cannot watch your kid 24-7. However, mm-hmm. however, I mean, come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all I say, come on. Like, how could you, I mean, how could you not? This kid was really young, apparently, because they say comics are not necessarily for children. No, not all comics aren't. Mm-hmm. But you don't see this crap happening in Japan. <laughs> you kind of do, but it's very, very remote. Very. Ah, see, I don't really hear too much about it, but I guess it's just, it's uh, very remote. Okay, I don't want to I don't want to bog down the depression here. Yeah, I know we yeah, have another yeah, sad story. Yeah, just um, so you just so you guys know, if there's anything you want to comment on, any articles, interviews, or whatever, just drop us a line at animejamsession at gmail dot com. If you even know the attack that this kid was trying to imitate, send it. Because curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. Hmm. Yeah, let's move on to the next article, please. <laughs> okay, um, Jinzo Turumi, the writer for Speed Racer and the Gatchaman series, he passed away recently. He died last week, Thursday. He was seventy-eight years old. He had um, liver cancer, and he died in Shinjuku. And apparently he was married, so wow. leaves a widow behind. Um, I know for people that were fans of old school an- school anime, that's what I thought of when right I um, right found here. this article. So um, just a little quick history. Um, he done he did scripts for Mighty Adam. Um, he contributed to Kashurn Tekamen. I like Tekamembly too. Um, and Time Bulkhead. He's been writing for Sunrise, like Sunrise works, like Armored Troopers, Yoden Samurai Trooper. Oh, Ronin Warriors, yep. another one. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Ajiko. So that's a, that's some news, some news for you. Um, good good thing about him, he received a script writing award from the Japan Writers Guild in 2000, May 26. So wow. we want to say rest in peace, man. Contribute a great deal of work. Yes, he did. I have to say, he, he is one of the greatest, you know. I remember watching uh, when it was called Techno Man on UPN, like, a long time ago. I it used to air that. on UPN? Yeah, Techno Man used to, I remember, Techno Man aired Sunday mornings on UPN 9. Wow. But I just was, remember the days when they had Sailor Moon and Dragon, I think, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but in, up here in New York, it was two different networks that was airing it. But oh. the, the Technoman that they showed wasn't the Techoman Blade series that's out on DVD now. This was like, this took place after Techoman Blade, I believe. And that's what Kesharan... Hmm? Go on, go on. 
You mean Tekken Blade Two, or the I'm first series? I think I think I. It's been a while. Yeah, it was the first one. The first yeah. one. There's Uchino Kishi Tekken, mm. and then there was a remake Tekken mm -hmm. Blade, and That's... then there was Tekken Blade Two. Okay. Mm. Okay. I, I have to admit this this picture of them they have on the site here is really awesome. I like that. That's you call it a respectable picture. Very much so. Yeah. Now as for oh. more crap going down the shitters, first we lose Ann America. I mean, I have a crap load of Ann Americas I I still have in storage. I think I have them I with me. I still have some too. And I have some autographs. Autograph articles. I don't have any autograph articles. I do remember picking up An America. I used to see New Type all the time. I knew what it was. I thought that magazine was cool, but the thing is, I have ten bucks to drop down. And now An America wow. has become like this little free ten page pamphlet you get at Best Buy. Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't really like it. I miss the old ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's cool that they're still doing it, but I think pretty soon it's going to cease to exist. That's my yeah. personal opinion on it. Yeah, because the guy, I, if, not, if I'm mistaken, Toshifumi Yoshida, he helped create An America. Yes, he An did. Yeah, Met he, the guy. I, so have I. Great guy. Oh, yeah. I think his birthday is coming up. I have to double check. Um, An America should go to ways like A&N and other anime web blogs and stuff like that which would be cool now uh, for some reason the fact that new type is is seizing publication doesn't surprise me in the least and you want to know something I didn't even know ADV was putting it out but, but I, I had no idea either but it was kinda odd that only ADV DVDs had advertisements for new type in it You know what? I'm probably going to buy the last one just because. I might as well. Honestly, I mm -hmm. like New Type because that's the close... That's... The magazine covered a lot. I know it's most. it was mostly media, mm -hmm. but it did cover shows that were in Japan currently yeah. airing. Mm -hmm. It showed cosplay. It also... It didn't... It didn't stray away from American... Mm -hmm. um, Americans... In, America's interest into um, the Japanese pop culture, but... I liked it because I thought it was a great way to the 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 little DVD. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a great way to promote it because I watched Genshiken and mm -hmm. I ended up buying the whole box set. That's sitting in my house. I have to watch that. I love that series. I'm sorry. I love that series. It's that, too real. Yes, it is. It it it. I that's pretty much it. But I know that I have fell in love with that series ever since I watched it. But because of that, and I like the posters. I think, I think, I think, personally, it was worth how it was worth it. But honestly, I, I guess I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. I would only buy it every so often, whatever I found, whatever if I found something on the cover I like, or if it featured an article that I wanted to read. That would be the only time I ever bought new type. Hmm. Well, I do know before before I. This might have been around the time New Type came out. Might be before. I don't remember. There was a couple of other uh, magazines. There was one called Anime Play. It came out like every two months. It was about 30, 40 pages. And it came with a DVD full of like, I think, anime previews, reviews, and con and videos from cons and stuff like that. That was a great thing. 
But the problem was that when you went to go pick up the magazine, someone already swiped the DVD. Yeah, that's what they did to New Type 2. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will rip it open and take it out. Mm -hmm. And and you know what? What? So, plastic packages can go only go so far. What they should have done was put like a little serial code in there, something like that. You pop it in, unlock the DVD or some shit like that. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, there was also another one called Digi Element. That was a DVD magazine. I have two of those DVDs. And they, they were giving them out for free at cons. I don't even know whatever happened to them. I didn't know that. Mm. Well, for anybody, I'm just going to get a little bit into this article. Um, Go for it. The company is planning to replace New Type with another magazine. And I believe the last issue that is coming out, it doesn't... Yeah, it see. says it's going to be February um, or March. It'll go on sale in February. Issue. Yeah. So it'll go on sale sometime next month. We'll find out the date eventually. But the mm -hmm. magazine that it's going to replace is PIQ. Good. Anything's PQ, better than, I think. <laughs> good. Anything's better than Anime Insider, if you ask me, because Anime Insider is just like an anime equivalent of Wizard Magazine. And, and I'm just not a big fan of Wizard anymore, you know? I don't know, just, Anime Insight just doesn't really make me want to get up and buy it, you know? You gotta move me! Now, the difference between this, um, PAQ is going to be, um, $6.99 US. What? Connect. Yep, it's gonna be 7 bucks. Get the hell it's out of here! Yep, 138 by 10-inch pages. How many pages? I, I believe it should be... 130 pages. Uh, a wait. new type. I'm sorry? Wait. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Right here, not right by me, is the shell of my old computer. And on top of it is an issue of Maximum PC Magazine. For some of you who don't know, I'm a computer enthusiast. I may not keep up with the ladies and greatest in technology, but I do pick up the magazine so I can try to keep up. In this issue, it's the October 07, 104 pages. How much was it? $8.99. Hmm. Over here, I have another book, Computer Shopper. This magazine, 98 pages. And mm -hmm. also October 07. And All right. For some odd, and some odd reason, I can't find the damn price on this because it's not on the front. Uh, and why did you waste your time? Well, I thought it was sitting on a distance far away. Now, I remember at a time where you could pick up a, like a, a thick magazine that's like maybe 150 pages and you paid five bucks for it. If you got a subscription, you paid like 25 or 30 bucks for it. That was sweet. What I don't get is that if you look online, there are websites where you can go to where you will get free magazine subscriptions because the advertisers in these magazines pay so much money that they could, they, these companies can almost give away the magazines for free. Okay? So... For six ninety nine and one hundred and thirty pages, that shit better be good. <laughs> PIQ better have this. 
better have what's going on in domestic releases, Japan releases. I want to know what's going on overseas. I mean, if a series is popular here, is it popular in Brazil? Is it popular in India? Hey, China? Rama. France? Yo. Rama. What? 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 God damn! Welcome back, everyone. Sorry about what just happened here. One of the things you gotta understand when doing a podcast, well, with mine, me and Kuro Usagi aren't in the same room, so we use the power of Skype to basically have our podcast and get things going. The only problem inside there is sometimes there are connectivity issues. For some reason, Skype decided to have a brain fart and just not work. And so trying to get her back, we, I ended up getting her back, continuing the podcast, and then we went to do the conference to bring in Sonia. Unfortunately, the program decided to stop and didn't want to record the conference call. So, believe it or not, we decided to take a break and do it the next day. Um, right now, I'm the only one that's available because, unfortunately, Kuro Asagi became ill and she's not able to finish this podcast. But don't worry, she should be up and about to be able to do next week's episode. If not, you'll hear from us and we'll let you know what's going on. So, if you want to wish her, get well, and all that good stuff, you can drop us a line at AnimeJamSession at gmail.com. Again, that's AnimeJamSession at gmail.com. Anywho, last thing we discussed before, um, before everything just shut right off, we were talking about the new um, ADV magazine. Basically, this is what the magazine is going to break down to and entail. 20% of the magazine will be anime, another 20% for gaming, another 20 for U.S. comics and Japanese manga, 20% on genre movies, TV, home video, 10% toys and collectibles, 5% gadgets and high-tech gear, 5% lifestyle, which is fashion, accessories, and events and stuff. I'm not too thrilled about that. I should say, make it 25% anime. Cut the gaming down to about 10, 15%, maybe close to 10. Increase U.S. comics to about 25%. No, make it about 10%. And you should have at least another good thicket of information about Japanese manga and actually import anime and all that good stuff. And maybe a nice little section about anime around the world. I mean, yeah, you got your favorite series, but what? how would it sound or how would it fare if it was available overseas, different voice actors, voice actresses, that type of good stuff. You know, maybe something like that will work. That's just my take on things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our last article for this episode would be the new live-action Dragon Ball. It seems that their pictures have been posted already. If you head on over to blogs.hoysinema.com slash movieland uh, slash post slash 2008 slash 01 slash 15 slash exclusivas dash photos with a F dash E dash information dash D-E-L dash P-I-Z-A-R-A-Z-O Dash official dash LA, you'll see screen caps of the series being filmed there. And I know a lot of people are, go- a lot of the girls are going nuts over James Marsters as Piccolo. Personally, I can't see that, but that's just me. But 
there are some people who think the movie is going to suck because it's a live-action Dragon Ball. Well, you have Stephen Chow directing it, so I think it's going to be good. I say it once, I'll say it again. This is being directed by Stephen Chow. Stephen motherfucking Chow. For those of you who don't know who he is... Wow, y'all got a long ways to go. And I'll tell you this, if you don't know who he is, simply put, go watch Kung Fu Hustle or Shaolin Soccer. That's him, all in a nutshell. That's it for the news section, and now we're going to get into some music, and we'll be back right after this.
enjoyed the music well i do have some more tracks coming play towards the end of the show but let's get back to the news and some information here now next what we're going to be discussing is some upcoming conventions that'll be in your area if you're interested if you want to come hang out with me and stuff this year i will be at katsukon anime boston anime next amazement manga next if there is one this year new york comic con new york anime fest Mo- and Zenkai Con, a couple of other conventions. If you see a booth that says Secret Shop, and you see a black mage walking around, that's me. Come by, say hi, I might be able to hook you up with something. We'll see. Okay? But, um, it's some upcoming conventions. If you're in the State College PA area, which is actually this weekend, Setsukon is going on there. You also have out in Ohio, A&G Ohio, 
a convention out there on Akron, Ohio, February 8th to the 10th. Also that same weekend, you have IkiCon in Austin, Texas, Kansas, and also Kansas City, Missouri, NACACon. And weekend after that, we have what I would like to call the first biggest anime convention of the year. I might be wrong, but it's going to be Katsukon, Washington, D.C., February 15th to the 7th. If you're on the West Coast and you can't make it, check out Animation on Display at San Francisco, California, February 16th to the 17th. Um, if you're our friend, friendly neighbors to the North, weekend after that, we have KCON in, Vic- in Victoria, British Columbia. February 22nd to the 24th. Um, if you're down in the south somewhere, like near Florida, Anime Day in Davie, Davie, Florida, February 23rd, 2008. And all the way on the other side, on the northwest section, you have Senshikon, Anchorage, Alaska, February 23rd, 2008. If you see Kuru Usagi around, wave at her, she'll hook you up with a free Anime Jam Sessions badge and some cool shit, okay? Later. Now that we got the new the Anime Convention stuff's out of the way, Let's talk about a new section that I decided to throw in, anime games. We'll let you know some couple of import and domestic games that are coming up if you want to throw down your hard-earned bucks for it. If you are a big Dante fan, you'll be happy to know that next week, Devil May Cry 4 drops for 360, PC, and PS3, January, 21st, January 31st, 2008. But don't you don't have to worry about buying it then. Wait, don't drop your money yet. Because the following week, February 5th, the U.S. version will appear. Also dropped this, dropped this week is Lucky Star for PS2 and I believe PSP. And we have Prince of Tennis also for Sony PSP. If you ask me honestly, I think Prince of Tennis would be a better Wii title. You know, especially if you like playing Wii Sports. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, if you're into puzzle games, uh, Cold Tip Saga comes to the States um, next month. Cultip is like a combination of Magic the Gathering and Monopoly. If you can um, have a little bit of that, hey, I say definitely go for it. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Uh, for PlayStation 3, we have Disgaea Hour of Darkness 3 coming out in Japan and Asia. Asian version comes out January 29th. And Japanese version will be coming out January 31st. Um, if you're into Transformers, Transformers the Game comes out in Japan February 7th, 2008. I do believe this the Japanese version of the American game based on the movie. Well, what do you expect? Uh, Trusty Bell, Chopin no Yume, hits um, Asian Japan February 20th, 2008. Um, I know this game did come to the States. Yes, it came to the States as Eternal Sonata. That's the name of it. If you want to check it out, it's already available in the States under the title Eternal Sonata. I've heard some great reviews about it from my friends over at Orange Lounge Radio, and they can't be wrong. <laughs> Let's see, what other games that we got coming out later? More titles that are coming out. We have No More Heroes, which just came out. Uh, here's getting some great reviews, some good reviews on that, so definitely check that out. Um... Now available in Japan, Smash Brothers X, or as we call it, Smash Brothers Brawl. And if you need to pick yours up, just so you know, Street Date's been pushed to March 10th. Don't know why, but eh. Shit like that happens. What can I tell you? We also have 
Dragon Quest Swords, The Masked Queen, and The Tower of Mirrors coming to the States February 2008. Um, if you want to see an actual review of Dragon Quest Swords, head on over to Operator11.com slash Orange Lounge Radio. The guys over there, uh, Rob Roberts and Loki, did an actual in, in-depth review slash preview of the game. Pretty good. I like what I saw, so most likely that'll be a Wii title I'm definitely going to be picking up. Bomberman Lamb also making its way to the States by Hudson, also February 28th. Let's see. So on the PS2 side of things, Tales of Destiny. Director's Cut comes out in Asia January 29th, which is in the next couple of days. Um, Haruhi Suzumiya uh, game for PS2 comes out January 31st. I first heard about the game, from what I understand, it's going to be something along the lines of an RPG within an RPG, so that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, Transformer the Game hits uh, PS2 in Japan February 7th. Nights Into Dreams finally makes its way in Japan. comes out February 21st on PS2 by Sega. Definitely check that out. Let's see... Ah, if you're a fan of Death Note for the Nintendo DS, L, the prologue to Death Note, Razan Wana, comes out February 7th, and oddly enough, the special edition comes out February 8th. And as you know, the, the portable consoles have no region lock, so you, you definitely want to check that out. Digimon Championship comes out on DS on uh, February 14th by Bandai. Hakuto no Ken, Hakuto Kamen Deshimo no Michi, comes out February 14th, 2008. Hakuto no Ken, also known as 5th in the North Store. Great game, great series, most definitely check that out as well. Let's see what else do we have here. Hmm. Um, if you're a Bomberman fan, check out Bomberman Land Portable for PSP. Comes out Hudson Soft, February 7th. And Mobile Suit Gundam Giren no Yabu Axis no Kyo, uh, Japan and Asian versions, and Special Edition Japan version comes out February 7th, that's by Bandai. And that's pretty much it in, uh, in the gaming section. I will try to basically cover a couple of gaming titles here and there, so we don't basically have no dead air for the next podcast and all that crazy shit. You know how that goes. Okay, nothing is in the mailbag right now, so the only thing that came in the mailbag is some questions for Kurosaki sent over to, for me to ask Sonia, but I believe she's not available right now, so we'll yet again uh, postpone the interview till hopefully next week's podcast. Uh, as I said, technical difficulties do happen, and stuff like this definitely do happen, so again, I deeply apologize. But you don't have to worry about that. As I said in the last podcast, I had an interview with Monica Rial and Chris Patton. The second half of that uh, interview with Chris Patton will be on this podcast. So definitely check it out. I'm going to queue it up in just a bit. So enjoy that. Plus, he also has a band called Plid. I will be playing one of his tracks on the podcast as well. So check it out and enjoy it. So enjoy the the interview. And I'll see you in a bit.
Have fun with Chris. Yeah. You guys have another 10 minutes with Chris. Mm. Make it work, make it work people. Make, make it work, work, designers. Oh, because I have questions. Carry on. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. I will answer those. I'll answer anything. I don't care. You can ask me about quadratic equations. <laughs> I'll make something up, but you know, I'll answer it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm no math, um, mathematical person. If I were, I'd be designing roller coasters instead of voice acting. Well, Chris, you said you like to read a lot of books. You love that. And you love roller coasters. You mm -hmm. have any favorite books, favorite roller coasters you've been on? Any roller coasters that you want to attempt to haven't gotten to yet? The best roller coaster I've ever been on is in this part of the country, and it is called um, uh, Superman Ride of Steel at Six Flags New England in Aguam, Massachusetts. It was the number one steel coaster five years in a row, and um, I am a coaster geek. All those of you out there anime fans, you think you know everything about anime, I challenge your geekery with my coaster-tude. Um, 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 let's see, there are lots of great roller coasters in Florida. There's one called Shikra that is amazing. And then my favorite books, um, I love uh, Stephen King and Pat Conroy and uh, uh, Nick Hornby, he wrote High Fidelity. And um, um, I like horror novels mainly. Um, bye. And I like a lot of nonfiction too, like uh, conspiracy theory stuff and political books and crap like that. Since we have you all to ourselves, yes. <laughs> Can you maybe share with us a kind of a funny or unusual booth experience that you might have had, sort of behind the scenes moment? Oh. Pretty much everything I do in the booth is funny, whether it's intentional or not. Um, 
No, the booth. There are so many things that don't make it onto um, recorded digital media. Thank God. Um, but but mainly, uh, I have this thing uh, where. Um, I really enjoy trying to shock the engineers with the power of my belches, and uh, I, 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 for some reason, I think it's my, I, honest to God, I'm not kidding when I say this, I think it's my, my vocal training, like singing and everything, I can uh, like drink a Red Bull before I go into session, and I can make the most horrifically dinosauric belches erupt from my body, and like the engineers are always like, wow, you're like peeking out the bass, that's amazing, and like, this one, and I got really embarrassed one day because I finished doing a whole round, and the engineer was like, "Keep doing that, keep doing that," and I'm like, "Why am I doing this?" I mean, I can do it for days, and it's fun. It's it's really disgustingly juvenile, I know. But he was like, um, "Sweet, uh, I just want to let you know that uh, I'm going to go home and um, I'm going to make a glitch track out of this." And I really think he went home and made a glitch track out of my gas, um, which is which is fascinating. Um, but there was one day in particular where I, I didn't mean to do it. And it was during Razafon, and I let out this like big, big, big scream that went on for like 15 seconds. And at the end, this belch like popped out of my body, and uh, it was terribly embarrassing because it's like when it's unintentional, you know, you feel like you've been violated from within. <laughs> what the hell am I talking about? All right. Okay. Um, you have a background in singing, and you've sung in um. Oh God, I. Nerimad Daikon Brothers. Nerimad. Nerima Daikon Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about uh, performing singing pieces in anime? It's very um, difficult because it's different from just singing in a recording studio or like on stage or whatever um, because again, like with non-singing acting, you are trying to match lip flaps. Um, so you're working within those confines, but you know what, it's still getting to sing, and that's really cool, because the only other anime I've gotten to sing is Beck. Um, I played this really annoying pop singer in Beck named Manabu, but he, and he got to sing a couple of times, but with Narima, we were singing like eight to ten songs per episode, so there was lots of singing, and um, it was really fun, but still, you had that thing where, and they weren't as stringent about your singing, listen, you get away, no, I'm kidding, about your uh, singing matching the lip flaps as you're speaking, but you still had to watch it. So if you wanted to like stylize maybe or, or, or do some crazy stuff, you had to you had to watch it and keep it in check. But it was fun. That show was a blast. Uh, speaking of uh, singing, how does um, how does singing in anime compare to actually singing with um, you and your uh, band played at anime conventions? Um, um, well, hmm. singing with with the band is, in a way, it's it's a lot more. Well, it's sort of the difference between theater acting and acting in the studio. I get when I'm on stage with the band, which it's a very sort of theatrical band anyways we're all actors and we we like we feel like uh, electronic bands especially are very boring to watch most of the time because they most of the time they, they sit there and they're either DJs or they've got their laptops and a synthesizer or some bands just have a whole bank of synthesizers and they just play them which and they make this great music but it's it's ultimately boring in the end and so we wanted to be very bombastic and, and kind of silly and theatrical and 
and wear makeup and do stupid things and because um, we're all five on the inside really and um but uh so when you're singing in that idiom it's it's very freeing um um especially since we all we write in the band we write to our own voices we write every song is written for a different member of the band to sing to their own strength whereas like with Narima, i had to sing pretty much like ichiro you know like and his speaking voice was very much like in this realm and so when i sang i couldn't really sing with a whole lot of power because i because it would be sort of betraying how the character was personally so again like with everything, it, when you're in the studio trying to add dialogue to a pre, pre-drawn images, there's, there's always more constraints and you're working within smaller confines than when you're on stage like at a club or at a convention with the band, it's just like, it's, <laughs> it's totally anything goes, you know? But, um, so ultimately people ask me what do I prefer and I don't really like to, to play favorites or choose sides but as far as performing goes I like being with the band because it's very freeing and I get to kind of exercise my demons and being in the booth is more like disciplined work but it's still fun last questions what can we look forward to hearing you in in the near future mm -hmm. I'm not sure what I can say at this point. Um, I, I'm just finishing up playing Iki and Air Gear <coughs> and show in Giver. Um, I just started a show called Innocent Venus, and I play uh, Joe. Vic Mignana and I are the two male leads, and then Monica's in it, as she was saying. Um, I can tell you, I guess, that I'm, I can't say who I play, but I'm in um, uh, Xenosaga. And I'm in, um, oh gosh, I did, a, I have a small role in Red Garden, and I did just start recording a show called uh, Welcome to the NHK, um, but I can't say who I play, because ADV often likes to do guessing games and such, and, and, and it's sort of a non-disclosure agreement that you won't say anything until it's been officially announced, so. Um, uh, what else? I mean, AED has all these new titles coming out. I'll tell you what I want very badly to be in is Wallflower, but I won't be finding out about that for a while, so. Yeah. Thank you very much for meeting with us today. You're welcome. We actually Thank do you. have time for one more question. Oh. Oh. Yeah. One quick question. Have you seen the original Guyver? No. Mm -mm, I haven't. I haven't. And in fact, when I'm doing one of these sort of retro shows that's been redone, I don't like to watch the original because I don't, I don't want my performance to ever be an homage to whomever or a, a, a recreation or I want it to be perfectly original. And it's not, that's never out of disrespect or anything, but it's, it's, it's just the fact that I don't believe acting should be copycat work. I think it should be uh, original, it should be your own. That's why people often ask if, if I uh, have ever, do I go off the original Japanese voice actor? I never do, uh, because if I were to do that, I would be copying someone else's performance and not creating my own. Um, and in fact, Full Metal Panic, I, there's such a disparity, dis disparity, wow, I am so sorry. <laughs> there's such a disparity between Tomokazu uh, Tomokazu Seki's voice and mine. His voice is way deeper. And, and much more monotone than mine is. Um, and I think people were freaked out by that at first, but they've come to 
uh, appreciate my Sosuke as much as his. So no, I haven't seen it. I've heard a lot about the original Guyver. When I was first cast, I got tons of email and stuff about, um, it's so cool that you're playing that role and you should check out the original. And I just, you wouldn't believe the lack of time that we actually have in our lives for things like checking out other shows, which kind of sucks, but it's the truth. And where can we find information about your band? Oh, my band is called PLID. And that does stand for something, but I'm not going to say because it wouldn't make sense to 90% of the people who would be listening to our music. Or Anyway, so you go to myspace.com slash P-L-I-D, PLID. Of course, every band in the world has a MySpace now. Um, but we do update ours regularly, and we respond to people, and we post blogs all the time, and we we uh, are adding a lot of new tracks right now because we're working on a bunch of new stuff, and we're planning a whole bunch of dates for 08. Um, and uh, we're also available on like every online store, like iTunes and CD Baby, and all those. Anyone you can name, we're available on on those. So, and we also have an official website, but it's under reconstruction. Also, I have a personal MySpace, and if you have any questions about voice acting or any of that stuff, you can go to my personal MySpace. It's really easy to find. I think if you just type in, like, voice actor Chris Patton as a search parameter um, on MySpace, you'll find it. And I do check it constantly and update it constantly and answer questions on there and stuff. So, yeah. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay. Um, one quick question to just up, uh, not officially. Yeah. More um, so for permission. Mm -hmm. I'm with Otaku Life Radio, and last year at a Anime USA, uh, you given us a this uh, Dream Maker, the uh, uh, June Logic. Oh yeah. Okay. Is it okay for us to still air that disc? Yeah, you can. It's fu I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's funny just because some of the the new tracks we've been coming out with are so different from that music, but. But yeah, totally, of course. Okay. Is, there, is it possible for us to get a, new, uh, a copy of your new stuff? That we if, can for you? Um, I don't have anything with me. Okay. Um, if you give me an email address to me, I can send you MP3s of the newest tracks. Yeah, that's what I want to ask. I want to uh, play a couple of tracks on my podcast. Okay. Yeah, I can definitely send you like two or three new tracks. Hey, and I want to do some awesome street dates. Okay. Here's the titles of uh, anime titles that are coming out. We we uh I'm sorry, day of January 29, 2008. You have Beck Volume Six, Death Note Volume Three. Also, a deluxe edition will be available. Ima Yojo, The Erotic Temptress Volume Five, Naruto Volume Twenty, Ragnarok Volume Two. Ooh, and my personal favorite, Ron Mulan Have Season Five Marital Mayhem Box Set, Step Up Love Story Volume Two. The third, The Girl with the Blue Eye, Volume 4, and Witchblade, Volume 4. There isn't really too much coming out in the ways of manga. I guess a lot of titles got pulled or something like that. I wish I could tell you, but I actually don't know anything about that. But if you tend to be a fan of the fan subs and you just don't have time to pick up and see what's going on, and here's some, what's been, what was just released in the past couple of days. January 25th, you had Clannad, Volume 15, The Gray Man 67, H2O 3 and 4, Kaiketsu Zorori, Volume Episode 1. It seems that it was done. It was an updated version that's available. Kimika Aroji de Shuti ka Ore 3, Minamike Okawari 2, Perin Monogatari 15, Spice and Wolf Episode 3. On the 24th, you have Galaxy Hero Awaits 2, Episode 15, H2O Footprints in the Sand, Episode 3, Kaiji, Episode 16, Kimika Arujiri Shuti Ka Episode 2, 
Minami Ke Okawari, Volume 1, Episode 1, Mushita 8, Naruto Shippuden 44, Persona Trinity, Trinity Soul, Episodes 2 and 3, Chigo Fumi, Episodes 1 and 3, Tenku Senki Shirato, Episode 30, You're Under a Restful Throttle, Episode 12. Just so you know, I will be repeating titles here and there because there are multiple fan subgroups that will be releasing episodes. I will not be telling you who's releasing them, but because it'll take a little bit too long, but that's besides the point. I figure most of us are more concerned about the episodes are out, time to go looking, and then see if they're out by your favorite fan servers. On the 23rd, we have Bleach 157, Powerpuff Girl Z 48, Fushigi Boshino Futagago Hime 10, Gunslinger Girl E. Tetrino, or 2 Tetrino, Episode 3, Hakaba Kitaro 1, Heroic Age 10, Kaite Kiyoshi Hitman Reborn 65, Kimiki's Pure Rouge 15, Kirain Revolution 45, Minami K 7, Moishimon Episodes 7 to 11, Serino Moribito Episodes 9 and 10, Shigofumi Episode 2, Shigo Chara Episode 15, Spice and Wolf Episode 3, Tsubasa Chronicle Tokyo Revelations OVA Volume 2. And on January 22nd, you have Ayakashi, Episode 3, Bamboo Blade 14, Galaxy Express 999-24, Gundam 0015, a series that I've been meaning to check out. I gotta get on that ASAP. Hitenko Yugi 3, Persona Trinity Soul, Episodes 1 and 3, Shigo Fumi, Episode 2, Shion no Oi, Episode 12, Sola, Episode 15, True Tears, Episode 3. Hopefully I should be able to satisfy your fan-subbing cravings. If not, I really can't tell you what else I can do for you. Um, here's a couple more uh, J-pop tracks. Normally we have about two J-pop tracks, but this time it'll be one J-pop track and the bonus track I told you about. After that plays, wrap things up. See you in a bit.
to the end. I'm not sure what to say, but thanks for sticking around and listening to this episode. It came out not the way I expected to, but things do happen, so please, if you like the podcast, tell a couple of friends, spread the word, check us out. Anime Jam Sessions, the new um, the new cosplay on the blog. If you have any questions, suggestions, anything, 
flames, rant, raves, praises, whatever. Drop us a drop me and Koto Usagi a line at anime jam session at gmail.com. A-N-I-M-E-J-A-M-S-E-S-S-I-O-N dot com at gmail.com. If you like this show, um make sure you check out some of the other shows on Orange Lounge Radio. Check out the flagship show Orange Lounge Radio Live, which is which starts Pacific Time, 6 p.m., which is Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. From 9 to 12, check them out. And from 12 to, like, 12.45, check out the Afterbirth. Great, awesome show. Part that's too hot to podcast. Wednesday nights on Orange Lounge Radio, you have STFU with DMN. Whatever he feels like doing it. He didn't do one this week because he's had to go out and get a new TV. Well, screw you. And every other Saturday night, check out Travis Donovan Live. If you're a big fan of comic books, science fiction, and some little bit of politics here and there, check it out. Saturday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, speaking on behalf of Kuro Usagi, thanks for listening. Check us out. Spread the word. Hope to hear. Hope you listen to us next week. Take care, everyone, and don't do anything I wouldn't do. At least not without my permission. Jam Session is a production of DJ Rama S and the Fangirl Sniper in conjunction with Orange Lounge Radio. No fanboys or fangirls were hurt in the production of this show. Check out orangeloungeradio.com and djramas.net slash animejams for more information about this show and others.